This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Vincent. And Mark. And you know, we spent a lot of yesterday discussing uh, the seven states, I think it was, that require people going forward to wear face masks. And, and it was every bit as stupid as you would expect it to be. One of these states required people under the age of two to wear <laughs> face masks. That's can, funny. can you imagine strapping a face mask onto a six-month-old? You can do it. Just won't stay there. <laughs> I think it's probably a bad idea. Okay. But from what you're telling us, masks aren't effective anyway, which isn't a surprise, right? I mean, it's a piece of cloth. This isn't military-grade equipment here. Yep. Um, from MedPageToday.com. Now, I've never heard of this website before. It doesn't before. sound particularly cr- creditable. Well, it doesn't <laughs> sound uncredible. Incredible. Um, I mean, you know, I looked through it's their like other totally stuff. It's like Endocrinology, um, gastroenterology, genetics, uh, geriatrics, HIV. Like, they've got everything sort of split out by different specialities and okay. it makes me think that they have some notion of what they're talking about so again i know nothing about this particular website but um it does say that the uh, that the basically the face masks are useless a small study from South Korea cast doubt on the ability of surgical or cotton face masks to effectively prevent dissemination of COVID-19 coronavirus from the coughs of infected patients. Now, this includes surgeon masks? Because I would expect the typical mask worn by a surgeon to be fairly good at keeping germs and stuff in. Um, the, avail- the ability of surgical or cotton face masks. Okay, wow. All right. Median viral loads did not differ significant when significantly, excuse me, when comparing coughing samples of COVID-19 patients without a mask, with a surgical mask, and with a cotton, excuse me, cloth mask, suggesting these masks are ineffective at filtering the SARS-CoV-2, the virus, excuse me, that causes uh, COVID-19. Reported the Sung Han Kim MD of uh, that's his name um, of uh, University of Ulsan College of Medicine in Seoul, South Korea, and colleagues. And the South Koreans are supposedly really on top of things when it comes to COVID nineteen. That's all you ever hear is, "Oh, we have to do this the way South Korea did." Sure. And in when I was in South Korea, I did see more um, people wearing masks than I. Than you do in the United States. I mean, nobody wears masks in the United States, and wearing a mask in the United States is probably considered strange behavior. Well, it was no, not considered at present. strange yeah. behavior. Right. I, I find it interesting that for only doing this study now, and as you said, a small study, because at least when I look at B-roll from like documentaries and footage of like, especially in the, of the big cities in China, like Beijing, even in Japan and you know, South Korea and Taiwan, I'd see like yeah, occasionally like one out of every ten people wearing yeah. a mask. So it's more accepted there than it is here. But it's interesting that only now we're realizing that, or for, you know, at least this one study cl- is claiming that it's ineffective. Like, you know, why suddenly now? Well, they're claiming it's ineffective for the specific virus, too. So, um, 
you know, I don't I'm I don't know what other conclusions you can draw from this and probably amateurs shouldn't be drawing conclusions about this kind of stuff at all. I mean, that's literally all we do every day. Yeah, I was going to say, all right, let's just pull the plug. All right, goodbye, everyone. <laughs> but here it is. Um, they're saying, you know, citing concern about a excuse me, in a letter published to the uh, in the Annals of Internal Medicine, they cited the size of viral particles as a possible reason for masks, poor ability to filter the virus. So they didn't draw a conclusion. They just said it's not happening. Despite their effectiveness against other respiratory infections, in particular prior studies found surgical masks as well as N95 respirators, which are not tested in the current analysis, help prevent dissemination of influenza virus, citing concern. So once more, the, you know, the, uh, the, the novel coronavirus is a Franken-bug that uh, zips through the air and kills millions, right? Um Citing concern about asymptomatic and pre-symptomatic spread of COVID-19. And remember, yesterday, there was an article that said in Los Angeles, they took a sample of people and tested them. And turns out whole, whole bunches of them had, and this is true in Chelsea and Boston, too, had uh, uh, corona that, you know, like they've never been tested. They're not in that number that's like these are the people that have corona. Well, they're not in they're, they're not in that tested positive number. And the claim is from the article 22 to 55 times as many people have the virus as we've been told. Which kind of sticks with I mean it, at some point or another the the virus you, you've got to realize the virus isn't that deadly if the number of people who have it is 22 to 55 times the number we're being told. Now, this is just from Los Angeles. I think it was that Angeles. deadly in the first place, right? Well, I mean, the state's numbers suggest, what, a 2% mortality rate? Oh, that 2% is a really early number. They had That had uh, gone down to 0.5%. Okay, so if 0.3 20, to 0.5%. 25 to 55 times more people have it, then that death rate drops to, what, 0. 0.002? Uh, no, I think we're probably still at a rate of something like 0.1, which is about what the flu is. Now, before everybody calls in and say I'm a Trump lover because I said tr- flu and corona in the same sentence, I would point out the corona also has some uh, other issues with it, meaning that, you know, you can your lungs, lungs can be damaged for the rest of your life and, and things can happen. You don't have to die in order for this virus to be bad for you. Well, Whereas the flu, way, I've never heard of it. It's premature to say that your lungs can be damaged for the rest of your life. That's oh, what people are claiming. For the ne- well, they, have, they don't have the data to make such a claim. Maybe for the next six months, but I we would, don't know how the human body is going to adapt to this in the long term. I would we'll look say at there it. appears to be permanent damage that appears it won't heal. But I can't imagine a medical doctor saying something that moronic. The human body is designed to heal itself. Sure. And uh, let's hope that's the case. However, um, to I think it's still fair to say the novel coronavirus is novel, and vo- novel virus is novel. Which is why they certainly shouldn't be making claims as like well for as the rest of your life. Chicken littles are chicken littles, right? Like we can we can say all of these things at one time. You can at one time say, well, it appears as though the mortality rate of the novel coronavirus is in fact very similar to the mortality rate of. The flu. And at the same time, we can I say... I like his news anchor voice there that he went into. Did you catch that? Yeah. I do all kinds of voices. Here's Tom with the weather. <laughs> and at the same time, you can say that, well, you know, this virus, it, affect, it attacks people's lungs and organs, and we're not entirely sure what it does, and we don't know. But what this particular article is saying, 
is that face masks appear to have no effect on the viral load. And this viral load word is important. You don't hear it a lot in the articles that I've been reading. But in fact, you know, one little Corona-19 floating out there in the atmosphere probably isn't going to do anything to you. However, if you have a million or a billion or whatever the number is of them that's necessary, maybe a bigger issue. Now, we don't know at this point that anybody has been infected by breathing this in. It seems likely that that could happen, but we don't know that. That so, seems to be how the cat would have gotten it. The cat that you were talking about earlier. Two kitties got it. I didn't keep that article. That's you're, you're just hit me broadside. But yes, there is apparently. <laughs> you didn't keep the article about the cat, Mark. No, I don't care if your cat dies of corona, uh, COVID-19. Um, as far as I'm concerned, that doesn't mean that uh, we can See, be locked up. That's the only one I would take seriously right, is my cat's getting sick. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know what to tell you. Supposedly, a couple of cats got sick. I can look that up and we can uh, discuss that. I don't care that Regardless, much. this is horrible news. Now we can't go outside at all. Um. Yeah, we have to save the cats. Or if we were going outside during the flu. Well, yeah, but the masks don't work, so now we can't go outside at all. We just have to have drones and robots no, no. and do the uh, election online. And The masks are like good luck charms. They're totems that keep away the evil spirits. Like a safety blanket. Just saying, folks. Look, I'm here to tell you the cold, hard truth. Do I have a mask? Yes. But... It apparently isn't doing anything. You're not wearing it either. Well, because you're talking. But and when I'm here in the studio, I'm not going to wear a mask. But okay. I do keep uh, Lysol wipes. that we, we stocked plenty of them long ago. Mind you, I told Laura, hey, you never know. Keep some Lysol wipes. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Vincent. And Mark. And local.bitcoin.com is the new trading platform launched by Bitcoin.com that allows you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash using dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. Again, that's local.bitcoin.com. And we're talking again about masks. In this particular case, whether or not they're actually effective against the coronavirus. Well, even the people who claim that they're effective, though, insist that, oh, well, you still have to do your social distancing thing. And it's terrifying that that's even that's a common phrase now. Right. This notion that you have to stay six feet away from every other human being is embedded in the culture now. And that, by the way, was the whole idea of the masks is if you cannot socially distance, that you must wear the mask. But if you can socially distance, then, you know, the mask isn't that big of a deal. And I'm, you know, I'm not entirely sure. I think we're just we as a species, as a nation or whatever the term is here, are trying to find our way through this muddled mess of information. And perhaps just maybe here, 
and I'm spitballing, really. Like, let's just stop yelling at each other over this crap until we really figure it out, okay? Why did you look at me before saying that? I'm just trying to get BH reactions here, that's all. Um, my, my understanding with mask, what makes them like what, what what's the most important thing about masks is it would keep it keeps the, the water droplets right. Like obviously when we speak, that's what they call I think like the virus is aerosolized. But when someone sneezes or coughs, it's like the like what's most dangerous about it is all the liquids that's inside of it, right? So the mask would obviously stop that. Well, let's go to the phones. We've got Jason calling from Beadville, Pennsylvania. Jason, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, folks. Um, yeah, I, I'm hearing you talking about masks again. That's a good topic to spend some time on. Um, I've read that, uh, dug into that study that Mark just brought up. And um, in the first page, I was reading about how they did it. You know, coughing, they coughed into five different uh, Petri dishes. And I'm thinking, well, let me guess these geniuses uh, had them. Well, it might not necessarily be their fault uh, to choose this method, but they they were 20 centimeters away from the dish, which is about eight inches. Okay. Um, now, my understanding of these masks is, and I still believe they're a, a benefit. I know you guys hate hate the idea. And no, I don't hate no the idea. Really I think we'll all be better off with masks in the future. I hate the idea. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there are, well, there are a variety of opinions to be had on Free Talk Live. I like the idea of masks. I think that uh, well, to... we'll find more freedom in a world where we can cover our faces. But please, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, that can show you right there uh, how how um, the establishment's actually willing to uh, <laughs> make exceptions here because you, people are walking around their faces covered. But no, but bottom line is, twenty centimeters away, eight inches, uh, and they're coughing. Um, now, I just went to into the store this morning, and I you know I hate, absolutely hate going into these places now. But uh, everybody had a mask on, and you know what 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 it's really intended to do is you know it's a a means of trying to get to keep these virus particles from being able to be expelled as far away from people. And you know what? It's like a muffler. It's simply a muffler or a damper on the expulsion of these particles uh, out of people's mouths. Just because breathing alone has been shown. Uh, trust me, I've looked these studies up. Uh, breathing alone sheds the particles into the air. And, air, and aerosolized particles are actually the worst ones because they are readily inhaled down into the lungs due to their low mass. They float through the air passages when you breathe much easier because they have low inertia. They tend to go straight down through the air passages into your lungs instead of maybe getting thrown onto the side uh, of your throat, let's say, and therefore giving your body some time to maybe expel it or um, uh, learn to fight the disease before it makes it into your lungs. Uh, this is a really, really sad situation that we've got here, unfortunately. I do a lot of research on this, and I just can't find any reason not to worry about it, other than the fact that some people have already had it, gotten away with it. I've also seen plenty of people in their 40s, which is my age, that have had their lives turned upside down or died from it. And, yeah, I've seen... But anyway, these masks, unfortunately, I would recommend you folks all wear them for your own, for your own good. Well, Jason, thank you so much for the call. I'm, I've certainly seen people under forty with their lives turned upside down, but it wasn't the coronavirus that did that; <laughs> it was the government. Well, I would say that um, yes, there's no one disputing here that the uh, the cure is worse than the uh, what, what's Trump's little saying: the cure is worse than the uh, the disease. Yes, uh, I suppose is what he's going with. Well, I mean, isn't he the cure? I mean, wasn't he the guy that you know? 
suggested a lot of this stuff. Anyway, well, it was it was someone he hired on onto his staff. It was Fauci and uh, the scarf lady who's uh, who'd recommend all of this. You know, for some reason, giving uh, economic control of a country to two uh, doctors, uh, and you know, especially with Fauci being associated with Bill Gates and George Soros and the Rockefellers and such. So a lot of uh, material to go through there. Well, either way. It says here, in particular, prior studies found that surgical masks, as well as N95 respirators, which were not tested tested in the current analysis, help prevent dissemination from the influenza virus. These are previous studies. They're saying, yeah, they're acknowledging, yes, this did happen. Citing concern about asymptomatic and pre-symptomatic spread of COVID-19, the CDC recommended late Friday night that all Americans should wear cloth masks in public. I haven't taken the CDC's advice yet. I don't intend to start now. Okay. And um, as we said, you know, here we just we read an article last night that said that it's in Los Angeles and obviously Los Angeles is in America, but it's a big place and they did a good size study and they were estimating between 22 and 55 times as many people. Now, those are big. That's a big disparity, right? But 22 to 55 times as many people have corona as have been tested uh, as positive at this point. Or it was the antibody test, right? So it has the antibodies that suggest they had some type of corona in the past. Well, I don't. Again, um, everybody's a, everybody believes they're a, a freaking expert well, these be, days. No, because I read the article about it. or yeah. I, you know, I've, been, I've been researching into it. And all I can do is read the... The things that are put in front of me i have a headline and subhead click the uh the little links from it and then run them down as far as i can go and at some point or another i get tired of reading it and then i go on to the next thing so well, there's something called adderall for that if you uh, have yeah. that low of an attention span you it's can't not read that low of an attention article. span it's gotten me this far i mean get it get a legal lawful prescription of course you know, i wouldn't i uh, wouldn't want to advocate anything naughty on the air Kim and colleagues, Kim being the doctor here, examined data from four COVID-19 patients. They said it was a small study admitted to uh, negative pressure lo- um, isolation rooms where they were instructed to cough five times each into separate Petri dishes while wearing no mask, a surgical mask. A 100- this sounds like basement science, man. <laughs> a 100% reusable. Do you have a negative pressure isolation room in your basement? No, I don't. I shudder to think some of the things you might keep in your basement. It doesn't sound like the type of uh, description of medical research that I would expect to hear from. How are you going to find out about whether or not a mask works if you don't have people cough into them? (laughs) Here, cough five times into this. I don't know, ma'am. 855-450-3733. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com this is free talk live talk radio that you control you can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind that toll free number is 855-450-3733 and with you tonight it's aria it's Vincent. And Mark. And for years, libertarians of all stripes have wanted a directory of liberty-minded businesses, and we're helping to build one, liberty.menu. 
Liberty.menu is a tool for our community. At its core is a directory for events, businesses, and digital content, and more. Listings can be rated and reviewed, and there's a bit of a social network so you can connect and share with others. However, use of Liberty.menu is exclusively for individuals who reject the initiation of force and those who agree to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle. Put your voluntarist ideas into action at Liberty.menu and use code FTL to get a special badge. That's Liberty.menu. Now, let's keep going on with the phones. We've got Sam calling from MO. That's Missouri, right? Sounds right. Yep. Sam, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, hey. Hey, what's on your uh, mind? Yeah. Uh, yeah. My name's Sam. I'm from Warrington, Missouri. Uh, same place that idiot. I have a couple of friends who knew him. That guy who uh, licked all those uh, deodorant sticks. Oh, yeah. And all that. He got, he got famous. Yeah. Yeah. Famous for being an idiot. What but, ended uh, up happening no, with him? Uh, I don't know. I just know I heard from a couple of my friends. It's like, oh, he's not that bad of a guy, but some other friends that knew him, um, they said, like, I don't know. You just, I don't know. I think he's an idiot. Sure. Whatever. Um, no, I was just basically calling to uh, tell you guys that buddy of mine, he's he's like 15 years older than me, and he's like, just like, hey, dude, you should listen to these guys. And uh, no, I, I was like a hardcore Republican for a long time. Well, five years, whatever you want to call it. I'm 27. And uh, you definitely changed my mind on a lot of stuff oh yeah because like oh yeah i was like no because this this bs that's going on out here with all this co no you with they're the, basically making it illegal to to be out in public right like, yeah i mean they they yeah, have definitely yeah. made it illegal to assemble in crowds of more than 10 so basically it's illegal to protest the actions of the government, which if ever yeah, there was a time exactly. to protest the actions of the government, it would be exactly. when the government made it illegal to protest. Well, Sam, thank you so much for the call. We're glad I'm glad that we could get you on the side of liberty. Mark, you're also leaning conservative as well, right? I don't know. I mean, I live my life as a conservative, but I believe in uh, voluntary interaction when I can get it. Okay. I don't know how I don't know where to go with that answer. Nope, that's not. There yeah. you go. All right, so back to face masks. I believe in personal responsibility. Okay, as How's do that? I. Yeah, but that's it, it that's seems to great. conflict with the conservatism. No. I don't know whether I think that that's true. So, um, you know, I think that this is an opportunity for us to look at uh, all of our philosophies and see how they fit in the real world. And one of the things I was thinking about today was Wimbledon. So, Wimbledon had <laughs> pandemic insurance. Now, before this whole COVID-19, December of 2019... Wimbledon, you, that's tennis, right? Yeah, that's okay. tennis. Uh, it's a tennis event, the biggest yeah. one in the world. Um, and they... You would like tennis. I do like tennis. But <laughs> that doesn't really change the fact that Wimbledon, uh, the organization... You probably watch golf, too. Nah, nah, I don't find any interest in that. No, just tennis? Yep. Okay. Uh, they... 
this their pandemic insurance probably was considered ludicrous by people prior to this. But, hey, they had to cancel Wimbledon and they got a full payout. You don't hear anybody saying, hey, I lost my job at Wimbledon because Wimbledon got their money. So all I'm saying here is, is that if you want to I think that people should be uh, carrying uh Pandemic insurance is what I think. Then you can be responsible for the things you do, right? And if what you do is get somebody sick, maybe we need an insurance for this, right? Like I have insurance on my car. Even though I don't intend to go out and smash into somebody and lop the head off of their kid, it could happen every time I hop into a car, right? But insurance is about risk versus reward, right? If, if everybody had this pandemic insurance and an actual pandemic happened, the, it would be impossible for them to pay out to everyone. Well, you have to look. You have to look well for your insurance companies. Um, you know, if you go by fly-by-night insurance uh, company, then well, you're probably going to get fly-by-night insurance. If, however, I mean, it was major insurance companies that were refusing to pay out after Hurricane Katrina. I believe the pandemic insurance for Wimbledon was through Lords of London. Okay. So, there you go, Lords of London. Excuse me. Um, so, you know, that's about as big as it gets. Okay. You pay more but if everybody went because them, you're going to you're, you pay more for them because they're going to pay. Sure. Yep. But if they're going to pay everyone, they're going to run out of money in the event of an actual pandemic. And it remains to be seen whether or not this is even a pandemic, because I don't know anyone who has tested positive. Well, you don't need to know anyone who's tested positive. If it's if it's as extensive as they say it is, uh, yeah, I kind of do. By this point, need to know at least one person who has. I suspect had this you thing. know lots of people who um, who, have, who are positive. I know lots of people who are positive for influenza. Doesn't make it a pandemic, but I know zero for certain as positive for COVID nineteen. I think that uh, so maybe influenza is in fact a pandemic every single year, and we just don't call it that. The same way that the Yankees up here don't call snow a uh, you know an, an, a, a weather disaster a weather disaster, right? So I mean, every single year more people die because of snow in New England than they do because of hurricanes in Florida. Almost every single year. But you can believe you say I'm going to Florida for a vacation or whatever the first thing some yankee says is watch out for the hurricanes because (laughs) because why i don't understand because we accept certain risks without pause because we're used to them whereas other risks that are new we don't quite get i mean as a species this particular predatory primate we're talking about here is really bad with statistics I would expect that from a predatory primate, yes. Yeah, well, and I would even go a little further as to, to remind you of George Carlin's statement. is Just think about how stupid the average person is and consider that 50% of them are stupider than that. So, you know, <laughs> fear makes it so people can't think and they're locked up with it. But anyway, let's go on with this uh, article from MedPage. I would say they're today. locked down with it. All and right. that's what's been the source of this entire problem is fear. Neophagial and saliva samples had a median viral load of 5.6 log copies per milliliter. Is and that supposed to mean anything? <laughs> four, four log copies um, and four log copies per milliliter, respectively. Log copies? I don't know what that it's means like either. Like lo- logarithmic or just, just log? L-O- I don't know what it means. It's just 
The word. Respectively. Only the best commentary here on Free Talk Live. However, median viral loads for patients without a mask with a surgical um, or with a surgical mask and a cotton mask were 2.56 log copies and 2.42 log copies and 1.85 log copies, respectively. <laughs> Interestingly, sl- okay, swabs great. for the outside of the mask were positive for uh, SARS-2, uh, while most swabs from the inside of the mask were negative, the authors said. So... Their claim is is that basically wearing a mask in their particular it, it, small study— It doesn't reduce the log copies. Well, viral <laughs> load is important. and I mean, according to them— No, viral load is important. This is the first time I've ever heard the term I know! Load. That's because nobody's telling anybody anything! Well, it probably isn't that important, then. No, no, it's really important. <laughs> Trust me, viral load is really important when it comes to this disease because you're not going to get it from from this one like, solitary this is virus like floating out there. Concentration parts per million, that kind of thing. Yes, that's what okay. it is. Yeah, that's the viral load. Now, how do the log scale or whatever come into play? I don't know. I don't understand that. But I'm not a p- epidemiologist. All I can do is read an article that says that in this study, masks didn't do any good. Do you think masks work? Give us a call and let us know. Eight five five four five zero three. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Vincent. And this is Joe Exotic. Guess what, mother... <laughs> that was awful, awful I was doing my best. Sorry. It's just right here. We were watching the... You should uh, practice that in the commercials and then try yeah, it on I, there. I, from Oklahoma? How can I do country from Oklahoma? I have no clue. Uh, Jeff in Jeff Lowe in the show does a remarkable Joe Exotic impression, though. Yeah, he does. It, yeah. He's had plenty of practice, too. <laughs> chased him around. Uh, Honest Trailers, uh, Tiger King is uh, what we were watching to the break. It's awesome. I, I don't know. You were watching. I was listening. I, I look forward to watching it later after the show. You can uh, hear it now, because yeah. I'm going to play it again to the next break, too. I'll, I'll be outside during that. That'll be fine. Okay. But Tiger King, um, definitely worth watching for people who are stuck at home, quarantined, with nothing better to do. Has, uh, I mean, at this point, half of America has to have seen this thing. There, there's a Waco documentary out now as well. No, I didn't know that. I don't think it'll be as successful as Tiger King, because it doesn't have the perfect mix of crazy cats and meth. That you find in Tiger King. Tiger King was really well done. Um, you know, I mean, I kept watching and... I y- couldn't stop watching. I don't spend a lot of time on the whole reality TV thing. I did watch my big fat uh, gypsy wedding or something like that. It's probably 10 years ago. One, I did find that one amusing. But this is... it. It's, it's compelling point after compelling point after compelling point. <laughs> they just line them up and knock them down through this. And I, I, I thought... I it, never stopped enjoying it. I thought it was as weird it was going to get with the whole <laughs> gay sex tiger cult, right? I was like, it cannot possibly get weird. And then he runs for president. <laughs> right. <laughs> that I don't think is entirely a spoiler, but I don't want to go too much farther because they're probably half the population has not seen it. And I did get to see one particular shocking part without having been given any warning that it was going to happen. And I would like to share that with people that, uh, you know, hey, I didn't know anything about any of it except that it was wild. 
when I sat down to watch. I was like, all right, I'm going to see what people are talking right. about. Right. The, the one warning I'd had from somebody is, freedom ain't free, Mark. <laughs> you know, and it made me have to go watch. Well, it's true. I mean, if you're if from the standpoint of somebody on the outside of libertarianism, they do understand to some extent that, uh, you know, if you're going to have freedom, people are going to do dumb things. Freedom sure. is the freedom to do dumb things at its heart, because if as long as you're not committing aggression against people. I, right. Um, but I mean, everything that we consider to be sort of a, a smart and acceptable and social behavior today, 200 years ago, I mean, or, you know, some some period of time in the past, we had to disabuse people of that of the, their particular notions that were considered completely acceptable and all that other stuff. You know, society changes and you have to be able to have the freedom to try new things and most of the new things are going to look pretty dumb. Sure. Well, let's go to the phones. We've got Lonnie calling from California. Lonnie, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, what's on your mind? I wanted to ask your advice for someone that uh, is coming to Pork Fest for the second time uh, that wants to remain in the Shire besides uh, saving your money and getting on the forum. That's the uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you're wanting to move to New Hampshire this time? You're wanting to basically come for the Porcupine Freedom Festival and just never go back? Yeah, I'm wondering what you guys, what what your thoughts are on that. Well, that's what I did. Yeah. A lot of people have come for the Porcupine Freedom Festival and decided to stay. Um, It's it's, important to know that uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is not New Hampshire. And New Hampshire right. is not a nonstop Porcupine Freedom Festival. That would be an important right. thing to know, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, so I mean, my first question to the uh, president, Carla, was just, you know, mainly w- about work. But he was like, you know, just figure it out in person. And I think that that was pretty good advice. But, you know, I Well, it's risky advice know, if you don't what? have the resources to figure it out. Yeah, it's like advice to not have a plan, to show up and wing it. I mean... I mean, yeah, so I just, like, I'm just, like, formulating my plan, you know. I'm just expressing the desire to go and just planting some seeds. And uh, anyone out there in the Shire that needs a hand, a farm hand, a carpenter's hand, a painter's hand, um, you know. I would recommend checking out uh, Shire Society. Is it .org or .com? ShireSociety.com. Yeah, Um, I would recommend checking out the forums there. Uh, because there are all, there are all kinds of libertarians and porcupines and things like that who have rooms for rent specifically for people in your sort of situation to move up here and get settled in. You should also look, check out Bardo Farms. So if you're looking okay. for a uh, cheap landing pad where you can exchange labor for uh, you know living, then I believe they have some operation like that there. But um, you know that's. That's that, that. That's a way to check. Yeah. Doesn't Liberty Menu also have a list of businesses that you could look at? You know, like liberty minded businesses that you could apply to or see if anything yeah, matches your skill sure, set. Sure. Check out Liberty Menu. Yeah. There are lots of good ways to learn to develop a plan. I would disagree entirely with what that person said. Who? Oh, just come here and wing it. That's that's terrible advice. Well, and I, mean, and I would. If you have a, plenty of money, you can wing it any place you want. <laughs> you know. I suppose, but I would be. Dismayed to have any official relationship with an organization that gave people such 
reckless advice. Well, oh, you're 19. Just move here. It'll be fine. You, not, you can handle these negative 12 degree winters. I have no idea how things were offered. Um, and, sure. you know, like maybe it was like, maybe you should come to Porkfest and see what it's like here. Because Porkfest is a, you know, has, has convinced a lot of people to move to New Hampshire. And some of them are still here. Yeah. So there you go. Well, I hope it works out. And I don't think I will be at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. That's assuming it's even happening this yeah. year. And at the moment, it doesn't look like the lockdowns are going to be lifted by then. And people are demanding that uh, public was it public parks or not not public parks, but uh, campgrounds are be to be shut down. We're demanding the governor do that. Yeah, because being outside in nature is definitely oh, especially a threat, s- especially right? sunlight during the summer. I mean, oh my god! So face masks. Effective or not effective? They went off on the deep end there with numbers and statistics that don't mean anything to anyone who's not an epidemiologist. Right. Um, So they're saying that uh, surgical masks are unlikely to effectively filter this virus. The size and concentrations of SARS-CoV-2 in aerosols generated during coughing were unknown when noting greater contamination on the outside uh, versus the inside of the mask. They speculated that it could be due to the mask's aerodynamic features or the uh, small aerosols of the SARS-CoV-2 generated during a high-velocity cough that might perpetuate uh, penetrate the masks. And finding uh, the finding reinforces the importance of hand hygiene after touching the outside of a mask. And the researchers acknowledge that the study didn't examine actual transmission of COVID-19 illness from one person to another. Sure. Not whether the masks, um, nor whether the masks shortened the travel distance of the droplets during coughing. So they hold held a, a Petri dish a certain dis- from, distance from their face, 20 centimeters is what was proposed here, and uh, coughed into it a few times and said, well, this don't how work. How scientific. Well, how else are you going to find out whether a mask works? You got to put it on and cough. So whether the face mask decreases transmission from asymptomatic individuals with COVID-19 or those that are not coughing needs further study, they added. So these were only coughers who had COVID-19 who were tested. But so not everyone who has COVID-19 coughs, right? What I would say to people is that although there are some studies that say that masks can help, that you probably shouldn't put all your reliance in masks. So that's that. Fair criticism. Social distancing is probably about the same way. Uh, the, the notion that a virus won't travel six feet in the air is absurd on its face. That sounds right. Yeah. However, everybody swears by it. So that magical number is six feet. You'll be fine. I'm just glad they're not getting within six feet of me anymore. I don't know what stores you and Conan are shopping at because the ones that I have been to that no one gives a crap about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, mostly uh, it doesn't matter because it depends on what direction you're facing and things like that. You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm not I'm not terribly worried about it's it's your hands, ladies and gentlemen. Hands, hands, hands is what I'm concerned with. Keep them washed. Stop sticking them in your orifices. Well, then how are you going to have fun? I don't know. Oh, Get you mean like picking your nose, I guess, right? That's good, that's good. <laughs> This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. Or you can check out the Discord server at discord.freetalk. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? 
that you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture. One that's as secure as Bitcoin, while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more, and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Vincent. And Mark. And evidently, uh, someone went missing in China, and they've now been discovered or whatever. And this person is praising the police officers who detained him, which is definitely a normal reaction. Right. For someone who has been detained to come out saying, you know what? That was a really pleasant experience. I'm curious if he's being like if his family's being detained and threatened. Like what? Who? Where is if this happened in a foreign country? Right. Like um, then we'd be very, very suspicious. It did happen in a foreign country. Okay, then I'm suspicious. (laughs) I'm as suspicious as I am when it happens in the United States. So, but as far as I know, the people who get released from Gitmo haven't. The few, very few people who have been released from Gitmo haven't <laughs> is come out. Somebody like, still in Gitmo? Let me take, let's check that out. There well, are still plenty running. of people still being tortured. And I don't think that's exactly you know public information, Mark. I don't think the State Department web- website lists who's in Gitmo. Um, probably not. But I, I know the people have been watching it for a long time. It does have some names. Oh yeah, yeah, like the public terrorists, like you know the big, the big boogeymen. Yeah, um, well, the supposed big boogeyman. We'll never know because they're not getting trials. That's a good point. Uh, so this is from the DailyCaller.com, and it took place in China. Li Zihua was one of several Chinese journalists who disappeared after reporting on the Chinese government's cover-up of a coronavirus outbreak. He was last seen on February 26 when he live-streamed authorities entering his apartment, the Committee to Protect Journalists noted. <laughs> Zehua said he wasn't charged with any crimes, but was forcibly detained without any electronics until March 28th, according to The Guardian's translation of a video he posted on YouTube Wednesday. Zihua reportedly said that he had been spending time with his family since his release. And the video here is just of him wearing a uh, t-shirt uh, against a white background. He's not looking too happy. Throughout the whole time, the police acted civilly and legally, making sure I had rest and food. They really cared about me, Zehua said, according to The Guardian. 
The British paper noted that Zehua took a much more patriotic tone than he did before his arrest. <laughs> may, may God bless China and the people of the world unite, Zehua is reported as saying. Zehua uh, worked as an anchor for a Chinese state television channel before he resigned in February and began independently reporting on the coronavirus outbreak. And his report was that the government was not handling it well. It was co- that it was covering it up. And now he praises the government after having been detained by the government. I, I guess they, uh, they they were very convincing. You know, I mean, maybe so he was wrong. So this guy's a doctor or a journalist? He was an anchor for Chinese state television. I see. Sorry about that. I'm trying to figure this out. It's all right, Mark. I know you're getting up there in the age, so you know we got to repeat things for you. <laughs> At least you're not running for president. So... I'm just thinking maybe, you know, if this guy is a, an upstanding and useful member of society, maybe there's another country he can go to where they would experience more freedom. And maybe that country should welcome him. Rather than having to go here where it's obvious he's being used as a puppet for the Chinese government, right? Well, why would he want to come to the U.S. when cops regularly shoot people and dogs and pepper spray them and you know keep them detained, you know keep them detained without cause for I think it was like more of a seventy-two hours and don't see these you know the Chinese cops at least they said they allowed him to uh, have rest. They allowed him to uh, have food. You'll get rest and, they and let food him, in, a, in they, a U.S. jail. They let him hang out with uh, with his family. So isn't that nice? The uh, that it is nice. Um, I would say, from talking to Chinese people, the first thing they talk about is all those guns that are in America. They're like, "What? You people are nuts!" Really? Yeah, they can't believe it. But there are two places on Saipan, which is the closest American soil to China, where you can uh, fire guns. Uh, like, there's, there's two gun ranges there, and uh, the Chinese are there all the time, going. Tuck, tuck, tuck. Yeah, they want they want to use a gun for the first time. That's not surprising, given yeah. the state of the Chinese government, but um, they don't understand that gun ownership is what keeps our government from being as bad as theirs. Oh, I suspect not. I don't think any place around thinks that, no. And I don't think gun ownership is what makes um, our government any better than any other. I mean, you know, like, honestly, people who people who are sufficiently oppressed can't be ruled. I don't know. Okay. Uh, there's the Uyghur population that they're in the. They Xinjiang sure are going after those folks. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they're certainly being. It's a shame ruled. nobody. Will, it's a shame nobody will uh, stand up for them. But sadly, you yeah, know, Saudi Arabia is not standing up for them. Pakistan isn't. No. The United Arab Emirates. None of them have anything to say about the millions of Muslims being tortured in China. Because you know, then how will they sell their oil to China? It's true. Or as of late, how will they pay China to take their oil because they don't know what they're doing to the extent that they managed to push oil down to a negative dollar figure a few days ago? <laughs> I hear it's a good idea to buy a, a, an old oil tanker and uh, just fill it full of oil right now. Will the, will the payment you get for storing the oil pay for the oil tanker? Well, presumably if you're going to buy a tanker, <laughs> then you could sell a tanker at some value i don't know i mean i i don't know i've just heard the idea i don't have any idea i'm not going to do it i can tell you that i'm surprised there aren't places that people could just pump oil into the ground i mean there's you know, the united states has the strategic oil reserves why not just buy this oil why doesn't the u.s government just take delivery of all of this oil fill up the strategic reserves and go from there i don't know i don't either but in other news but uh, donald trump was a businessman 
things in certain places in the United States. Uh, they may not be as bad as they are in China, but they're certainly working on it. Police in Westport, Connecticut, said that they will be testing a pandemic drone that can scan the body temperatures of residents to determine if they have fevers or other health symptoms in an effort to combat the coronavirus. Does it say what model of drone it is? Because I hear that uh, the Chinese, uh, I think like DJI or one of the main drone uh, manufacturers is, you know, is based out of China. And I I, I saw in, uh, it was actually Cable News Tucker Carlson show that... The Chinese, the Chinese government are, gi- or at least the Chinese are giving U.S. police uh, departments drones to use against, um, uh, you know, U.S. civilians. So I wonder if this is from China also. It doesn't state. Uh, well, yes, it does. Aerospace company uh, Dragonfly announced in a news release that the drones will be equipped with a specialized sensor and computer vision systems that can display heart and respiratory rates. So the police in Connecticut in Westport, Connecticut, are just going to be flying around drones monitoring your respiratory rate, your heart rate, and your temperature. Mostly, I would say that um, my biggest problem with this is how they're going to fund it. Right? That's your biggest problem with yes, this? Yes, it is. Um, I, <laughs> I, in fact, don't see any particular problem with a group of people determining what people outside's body temperature is. Is it a group of people who aren't the police? I would agree. Oh, I realize you have your biases. <laughs> okay, so yes, I have biases against people who will shoot me if I don't obey them. I, uh, well, I am indeed biased at this point, against people no who p- threaten proposal. my life. At this point, there's no proposal for um, obedience to this. It's just like, hey, looks like you've got a fever. You know, return sh- home. No, <laughs> bang. The, the, I, I don't see that as... Uh, there, there are people already in the United States, or at least there were, who were being forcibly quarantined at home by police. Yeah, and I, if they had refused to comply, the police would have shot and killed them like police do. So if CVS gets uh, drones and flies them around and says, hey, uh, we're having a sale on uh, drugs that might help you with your fever, it's okay? Yes. Okay, good. Be- because if they were like, hey, you look like you have coronavirus and you need to go home, I can give that drone the finger... Without worrying about, you know, someone dropping a bomb on me or shooting me in the head. They should be really like, able to, like, tag you with a paintball gun. Fever. <laughs> <laughs> I would go for that if I can shoot them back. <laughs> go ahead. I'm so, willing to trade a drone for every person wandering around with a fever right now. So they're mostly concerned about who could be infective and how widespread the disease is. One way is to look for underlying symptoms like fever, respiratory rates, and things like that. So... That's pretty much it. Westport is the epicenter for the virus outbreak in Connecticut. I'm going to get me one of these uh, temperature guns and just start scanning my friends. (laughs) Why? You might as well, right? We're not going to be friends for long if you do that. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in to talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Vincent. And Mark. And the next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe. An instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat 
right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. But there's no need to wait. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes that allow anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new wallet launches because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org. That's D-I-V-I Project.org. Now, in response to the coronavirus, uh, the government has been a bit overbearing. And we discussed earlier when... uh, A bit overbearing? (laughs) A bit overbearing? I'd hate to see what a lot overbearing is, Arya. I, I would agree. But I think even most Americans agree that this response is a bit... And I don't even think most is right because most Americans are in support of the lockdown, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 unfortunate. This is the end of freedom in this country as we know it. Well, it could be, but Americans do seem to be standing up for their freedoms, admittedly in some strange ways, like blocking hospital um, entrances and things like that. But whatever. Well, I, I don't know if that was staged or not. There's a lot that seems somewhat uh, suspicious about that video. I think you're you're referencing that video, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in California. They're banning protests? Yeah, here it's uh, the, the California Highway Patrol, which is famous from some sort of a TV series or something. Bans, <laughs> ban, How old are you? Bans protests. Uh, I, I, I vaguely know who Eric Estrada is. He's Excellent. a, a, he's a discount George Lopez. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, California Highway Patrol bans protests at California Capitol against stay-at-home order. So there's protests in uh, the state capitol in California on Monday where demonstrators defied Governor Gavin Newsom's orders banning large gatherings. The California Highway Patrol says it will no longer issue permits for events at any state properties, including the capitol. Uh, quote, permits are issued to provide safe environments for demonstrators to express their views, the CHP said in a statement. In this case, the permit for the convoy was issued with the understanding that the protest would be conducted in a manner consistent with the state's public health guidance. <laughs> that is not what occurred, and CHP will take this experience into account when considering permits for this or any other group. Monday's protests, which mirrored others that... If you need a permit to peaceably assemble, then you don't have the right to peaceably assemble and people need to remember that right like this is really important i get if you're walking down the street with a whole bunch of your friends and then you want to have a you might want to have a permit to shut down the street ahead of time i'm getting that part if a million people want to mark march on washington maybe we need to let them know ahead of time so we can shut down some streets and get there i get it but but letting them know ahead of time isn't the same thing as, you know, asking their permission. It's like, hey, we're coming and you should probably be prepared to deal with that. If you want to stand on the state house lawn and give a finger to the politicians who've been telling you you're not allowed to leave your house, that still is peaceably assembling. How many times last week did we do that? <laughs> <laughs> and it's completely, it should be completely legal. And any organization that claims that you need a permit to do that is, sorry about this, Chips. A tyrannical organization. Well, the, their issue is isn't even that how many people are are there. They just be as they, they list people are standing shoulder to shoulder. So their issue is not that. Well, I mean that their stated issue is that people weren't following the social distancing guidelines. Well, their guidelines twenty two by fifty five twenty two to fifty five times as many people in Los Angeles have COVID nineteen as is being reported currently. Yeah. Just letting folks know. 
you know, stand shoulder to shoulder. Apparently, it's not making a difference because, um, you know, I don't know. These these numbers don't seem to be making a difference. So they actually had a protest Monday. That's surprisingly yes. that's surprising coming out of California. Well, I figure if there's, if there's that many people there, right? There's like dozens of millions of people. So you're bound to have at least a few people who are, or at least some some sort of proportion of people who are going to be against it. I mean, what New Hampshire has like a, a very small fraction of a population California has, and we had a pretty decent turnout. Like I've seen numbers from like between 250 to 450 at this in Concord on Saturday, uh, Austin, Texas had a similar turnout. So I think even even in these terrain, I mean, I guess, yeah, it is good news that even in these, you know, tyranny communist uh, states, there were still quite a few people who refused to uh, just totally buy this, uh, this hysteria. We didn't have very many people uh, Monday actually come out, but the response that we got was overwhelmingly positive. I mean, we did have a few people, you know, give us the bird, but that was rare. Most people were very, very friendly, very supportive. So well, I don't have any all particular desire to go hanging out with a whole bunch of people on the state house lawn. However, why not? I just don't want to do it. Okay. Um, but I will. Are you say, scared of COVID? You know, like I was scared of viruses before COVID. So it's not really fair to sort of make paint me as uh, you know this person who's scared of COVID. I've been. Well, you are carrying hand sanitizer now. I was carrying hand sanitizer before too. Were you? I wasn't carrying wipes. Okay. But I think I'm gonna. Why not? They're great. Don't take up that much space either. So Were you hesitant to hand people USB flash drives before COVID? No. No. Now <laughs> I I'm playing that up. You yeah, we were okay. you were talking about before that yeah. um ahead of time. But you know, I You did you did sanitize afterward. I, I cheer a little bit inside every time I watch um uh, you know Iron Man, and he talks about. Uh, he tells Agent Coulson he doesn't like it when people hand him things, um, and I don't. I don't like it when people hand me things. I prefer not to have your things, whatever they are. I don't want to hand. I, you don't give them to me. I have people for that. So do you? When you go to a store, do you put the money <laughs> there on the counter? Like here's your money, filthy, filthy peasant. No, um, I give them their money, and then I uh, use hand sanitizer when I leave. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so this is just your regular. Patterns of behavior. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you can ask Ian. He's gone to conventions with me. People walk away after I shake, uh, you know, after I've forgotten and shake, shake their hands. So I've used my hand sanitizer and just kind of clean it up. I don't make a big deal about it. I just, you know, yeah. I don't want to get. I've been on too many airplanes, gotten too sick from too many conventions. I'm sick of it. Sick and tired of some person over there didn't wash their hands enough and gave me whatever the croup was, this plague that they've been carrying around. And now I've got to suffer for three or four days afterwards. I mean, yeah, I hate I it. Mean, it sounds it's like a funny. better solution would just be to not go. I, ha- I feel like I have to go for conventions. Okay. So your solution is to basically treat keep them my like hands, walking germs. Well, keep my hands sanitized as best I can. Okay. Well, what sort of state do you keep your immune system in? I mean, are you taking like vitamin D supplements? Are you taking like take make sure you have adequate vitamin C, zinc? Because you know, immune system, it's immune response is like that. That's the majority of where the battle takes place, right? You know, you're gonna get some sort of germ or virus in you eventually. Sure. No matter how often you wash your hands. So how are you keeping your immune system, Mark? I I, I take a small handful of pills every single day, including uh, three. Is that the three better nature thing or whatever they are? Uh, nature's balance, balance yeah, of nature. That's it. Um, you know, I haven't gotten any one from them in a while. That's not those aren't vitamins. That's uh, food in a capsule. That's well, a supplement, right? Yeah. To help you get your fruits and vegetables intake. Without actually having to eat fruits and vegetables, presumably. 855 4503. 
Find out about your common law rights. Move about the land freely in your personal conveyance or on foot. Know what to say if stopped by a man or woman in a costume and proceed safely on your way. Also, find out how to lawfully keep all the money you make free of tax. Protect your liberty and freedoms in a peaceful and lawful way by adding William Stenson 60 at yahoo.com to your Skype contacts. And let's talk free on Skype. That's William Stenson 60 at yahoo.com. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in to talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Vincent. And Mark. And among the crazy things going on right now, the state of Missouri is suing China over the coronavirus pandemic. According to the Washington Post, it's just the latest conservative gambit. So getting into the article here, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt sued the Chinese government and the ruling Communist Party on Tuesday, making his state the first to seek damages from China over its appalling campaign of deceit, concealment, misfeasance, and inaction that he says unleashed the coronavirus pandemic. Strong words. The Chinese government lied. I'm still stuck on misfeasance. Yeah, yeah, I I think they meant malfeasance, yeah. Well, malfeasance would be bad. Misfeasance would be a lack of whatever the heck feasance are. So I just I (laughs) I love the word malfeasance. It's such an attorney word. I've never heard anyone who wasn't an attorney use it seriously. I I I gotta find out what a feasance is. I did look up misfeasance. It stands for a transgression, especially the wrongful exercise of lawful authority. Did you look up feasance? Well, let me get into the etymology now on national radio, Mark. It's defined as, feasance is defined as a legal term for how something is done or accomplished. An example of feasance is how well a person completed their community service. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, whatever. The Chinese government... So is it bon feasance? Buane feasance? Exactly what would it be? What, the antonym? Like good yeah. feasance? Yeah, the, the good just feasance. feasance, I guess. Pro, pro-feasance. It's just, well, feasance is just the action, not a good action. Okay. Are you sure? How something is done or accomplished. If a misfeasance is negative, then feasance would be positive, right? I don't think so. Why are we discussing this? Because feasance <laughs> is a fun word. Malfeasance is a fun word. Like, right. the first time I ever saw an attorney use it was... In dealing with this company who's like, there has been a serious malfeasance here writing to this other company. I was just like, that is that is the most attorney statement I've ever read. And then we hear misfeasance. Nonfeasance. <laughs> Are you looking up very various prefixes that can go I'm along with I'm doing my best here. I'm flying by the seat of my pants on the feasances. The Chinese government lied to the world about the danger and contagious nature of COVID-19, silenced whistleblowers, and did little to stop the spread of the virus, Schmidt said in a statement announcing the lawsuit. They must be held accountable for their actions. Surely likely to end well. I can't imagine the Chinese government would even show up for this, right? Well. How would this even work? Well, there are world courts. There's uh, the world court, yeah. yeah. 
but there's also sovereignty too. So I think that when because I I saw this on the news and it the, the one example people have pointed to of it being quote successful was with Iran, where I think the World Court uh, or whatever court body that they went through did rule against Iran. But you know, I mean, what, what does Iran have to lose, right? I mean, it's, it doesn't. They don't have to do anything. There's no like UN World Court army that's going to enforce any sort of ruling. Well, thank That's goodness for that. What I really love about uh, nations is that nations can take nations to court and then nations don't respond to the rulings of court. It's like a bunch of hobos uh, fighting each other over a pork chop. I mean, it's amazing. These people have no responsibility for their actions. So I would ask this. If Missouri is a legitimate geopolitical designation, and it is, if it is a sovereign territory, and it is, if China fits that definition, and it, and it does. does, why should they not be able to take China to world court and say, hey, y'all lied about what was going on with corona, and as a result... We reacted completely differently than we would had you told the truth. And so I don't when, believe that for a moment. When, well, I mean, they can make the claim. The, the claim has been made. Well, if, if you have a if you have a lie and damages, you've got some kind of fraud claim. Right. And then there should be a ruling by the court. So I'm for this. Why not? Well, I, I got to say, even worse than just lying, like part of the uh, you know the evidence towards China behaving maliciously with this was that with they they shut down in, internal domestic travel from Wuhan while still allowing international flights in. So if you were if you're in China, you can't go to Wuhan from Beijing or go from Wuhan to Beijing because you know it's quarantine. They stop those flights, but you could go from L.A., Vancouver, you know, anywhere else in the world to Wuhan and then back. So for, for me, I think, you know, if they shut down one but not the other, then, yeah, for me, that's incredibly suspicious or, or very suspect, rather, beyond suspicious. Well, perhaps they thought that, you know, quarantining Wuhan or shutting down Wuhan was a sufficient solution. Well, but they're still letting up people from other countries come in yeah. and then go out. Come if, into China, right? Yeah, it was into, Wuhan, not into Wuhan. They were letting people go into Wuhan and then not leave? No, no, they would, yeah, people would leave. So they're allowing international flights into Wuhan while domestic flights would weren't allowed in Wuhan. Have you been lied to by the United States government concerning this corona thing? I have I I'm sure. Well, everything that, the state says is a lie. That's a bias. Um not <laughs> not a statement of fact, right? Like to the best of our knowledge, everything that these people who are generally considered liars and thieves have said has been true to the best of their knowledge. Under these circumstances, right? I don't like, believe that. They may no. be in- correct or incorrect, but um, like I don't believe that about China and their information surrounding Corona. I believe we're talking about a uh, a cover up on a variety of things going on. I don't know. But you don't think that's true of the American government? Well, no, I don't think so. I don't. I, I, you know, Is it because they're white and the Chinese ones aren't? That's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, just nationalist tendencies no. in general. Do you, why do you th- do you think that the numbers are being pushed down, pushed up? I I don't see the United States government as having any, especially Donald Trump at this point, who's on the record as saying this is a hoax, and now has to sort of walk that back as being the kind of you know. There's no benefit to him to push the numbers up, right? There's benefit to him to push the numbers down. Okay. He's not getting to. Fauci's not letting him. Why do you trust Fauci? 
I'm just saying there's there there are different. I'm trying to figure out why you trust the American government more okay. than the Chinese government. Hel- thank you for helping me come to a conclusion. The reason is is that you have a you have two groups here that are fighting each other. Our government and their government. No, the Democrats their and the Republicans. Government. Okay. Uh, fighting over the ring of power as they do, and because we have you know. These two groups, hopefully holding each other responsible to some level. I'm not saying I want to, you know, I want to sleep with my wallet, uh, you know, on the bedside table with these politicians around or anything. I don't trust them. But I am saying that, no, I don't think they're overtly lying because the other side would catch them in the lie and then dance around doing a party dance with the lie. Whereas with China. What Trump is literally doing, though. What do you mean? Well, I mean, you said that he said it was a hoax, and now he's having to dance around and backpedal that. Right. I don't think he said it was a hoax. I thought he compared it to he the flu. Um, right. Well, he did compare it to the flu. Yes. And Which now turns out it looks like he was right. As far as the death count goes, it's looking very similar to the flu. And I think that you can make the statement that this is just the flu and it'd still be a bad case of the flu. So if the flu averages at 35,000 deaths per year and this has 80,000 deaths or whatever, then yeah, well, obviously there's been a lockdown in between. So you really can't say how many deaths there would have been. But that's kind of the problem is, is we can't you can't take away people's freedom and then declare yourself righteous at the same time. Right. Like we yeah. don't know how many deaths there would have been had the, the, the lockdown not occurred. And I don't think the lockdown would have occurred. It's just a guess on my part. Had China been more clear about the numbers, if China had said something to the effect of, whoa, weird things are happening over here, instead of like, you know, acting like, well, everything that goes on in China is the responsibility of the Communist Party, so we got to make sure that it looks like everything's great here, you know. I tend to think the lockdowns would have happened sooner, and immigration would have been shut down sooner if China had been, quote, honest. I mean, in what manner were they dishonest? I don't think shutting down immigration is the worst thing that they could have done. What do you think? 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE as in free. Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Vincent. And Mark. And you know, we've been talking about these these little things called protests and this right to assembly thing. But uh, Vox, that's V-O-X, is very, very upset with us. And and we don't exist anymore. They they have so declared it to be true. Well, what do you mean by us, Mark? How many protests uh, have you gone to so far? Not I, including ones that you said you would go to, but forgot. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I'm not a big fan of protests generally, but uh, yeah, I went to. There was one on Central Square where y'all were hanging out for well, social. I don't Sundays. know if protest is it's, the right word for that. I wouldn't call that either. It's just either. going about our lives as normal. Mm. And, and nightcaps You're trying, are, doing your best to go about your life as normal. And, and yes. night, nightcaps are us just be, you know be, behaving as we normally do in our <laughs> degenerate manner, just in public, right? We just public acts of degeneracy. I wouldn't say that's too much of a protest. At, at least you know after the first time, the cops didn't show up. Here I am trying to act generately. <laughs> <Okay>. Generately. 
So if you've watched Fox News recently, you might think there's a small revolution afoot in red America. A series of anti-social distancing rallies have popped up across the country in Michigan, Wisconsin, Texas, New Hampshire. They didn't mention that one, but I'm going to and elsewhere. As my colleague Jane Costa noted, it harks back to the Tea Party craze in 2009 when well-funded right-leaning groups lit a fire under an already outraged Republican base and helped to ignite a political movement. Oh, this is the old uh, astroturfing claim, right? Everything that the other side does is a bunch of BS. We're the only side that really has real Americans that really want things. Um, So, you know, all these people who are out there protesting, none of their voices matter because, well... There's people with money behind it or something. Sure. That's, this is done by both sides. Oh, that's, yeah. that's why they said elsewhere, because if they listed any other state like New Hampshire, which at this point is a purple state, California, uh, you know, any of these other states where you have protests, it would immediately torpedo the uh, headline and the argument. You know, Red America. Oh, that's an excellent point. Yeah. So the Tea Party was never representative of the country. But it was at least Tea Party wasn't supposed to be representative of the country. The Tea Party never said we're the country. What the Tea Party said was we're sick and tired of the taxation coming out of Washington D.C. That's why they called it the Tea Party. And we, you know, we think government's inefficient and they're not being held responsible. We want some people in there that are going to stand for our values and they got it. They got a few you know, I mean, this Massey well, guy. Until uh, they got Grand taken Paul. over by Michelle Bachman. Right. And then the Tea Party did get turned at one point. But it started out as sort of a Ron Paul thing. Ron, I mean, Ron Paul, Paul founded it. Yeah. And the Tea Party were the same, you know, sort of the, the same thing. And then it was like, you know, at some point or another. And they're like, yeah, we want lower taxes and get rid of the Mexicans. Right. Like then it kind of twisted off and, uh, you know, torqued and went into a different direction. Mm, you yeah. know, crazy Uncle Ron always talking about the unsustainability of multiple wars. Yep. So that's just not true of these anti-lockdown protests, which also are not claiming to be representative of the country. I'm not claiming to be representative of anyone but myself. What I see a lot of people who are um, talking about this sort of let's stay at home kind of uh, nonsense uh, thing is people that have their livelihoods taken care of. Now, they may not be rich, but they're handled as it were either they get a government check they get a government check of some sort they've got uh, a spouse who's um you know handled whatever the situation is or a it's, politician or in the media whatever the case may be they they're they're okay now look well, i'm a guy who stays that- home all day i do and i'd always and i'd have for months years stayed at home <laughs> i, I don't have to case, go out to work <laughs> isn't it the case right now though that uh such people who are put out of work because of this are making more money some people are making more money some people aren't aren't they getting like an extra six hundred dollars per week or something from unemployment there is more but some people can't get their unemployment for a variety of reasons and some dead people are getting unemployment <laughs> don't you love government astonishingly Astonishingly, as Vox's Laura McGann argued, Americans are most united in their willingness to social distance, Republicans included. Presumably that doesn't include libertarians, though. But even libertarians are strongly leaning toward this whole, oh, no, we have to listen to the government thing, except they're not saying that. They're saying we have to listen to medical professionals who, by sheer coincidence, have allied themselves with the state. 
Well, um, okay, so medical professionals are going to give you the um, safest advice they can give you. They're going to give you the advice that keeps them employed and getting benefits from the state. If that That's was, what intellectuals have always done. If the medical, um, what, why in the world wouldn't they just go ahead and say, don't worry about anything and go out and French kiss everybody and get sick and then uh, come on in here? Because where we it can doesn't make some benefit the state for them to do that. All right. They get their money from the state, more, far more of their money from the state than they do from ordinary people. I think we know how viruses work. Sure. And we don't need medical professionals to tell us, right? Like viruses, you can get sick by going up there. You, all right. Uh, let me backtrack a little. The dirtiest thing you're going to come in contact with it with today is a human being or came from a human being. And by dirty, I don't mean gritty little rocks that have been worn away by water. I mean filth, things that's going to get you sick. That stuff, whether it's the human being or the product of a human being. That stuff's what's dangerous. That stuff's what's ultimately going to kill you um, in all likelihood. Or your terrible diet or your cigarettes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mean you specifically. One's terrible diet or one's cigarettes. I figured that Although, after that gargantuan I, burger you ate earlier. Oh, God, it's so good. <laughs> Remember that little discussion burger. we had about you not criticizing my vices while you eat that God. portable heart attack? I don't really recall you talking about your vices, but I mean, every time I see you smoking <laughs> well, outside the studio, ta- I well, feel you so bad about for my you. Vices. You're talking oh, about a portable too. heart attack. You got a, was it a big gulp of uh, Monster Bear? Oh, yeah. But I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't criticize people okay. for their own things. You don't intend to live past 50 either. I don't. Okay. <laughs> and, and to help ensure that happens in three and a half minutes, I'm going to go outside and have one of those delicious cigarettes. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> so the impression you get watching some of the coverage on Fox News suggests that we're witnessing a popular revolt against draconian public health measures. But if this isn't some spontaneous popular uprising, what is it? Is it even a real protest? And who's behind it? I've seen people suggesting that the Koch brothers are behind, you know, these protests. I'm like, one I have not. One of them's dead. I have, well, a, whichever one isn't dead, then. Koch Foundation? Yeah. Okay. I would appreciate my check from the Koch Foundation. I've gotten my government check, but not one from the, you know, the stimulus check. How'd you get a check? Why don't I get a check? Well, I work a real job now that automatically takes payroll taxes Are you claiming I don't out. have a real job? Well, this one automatically takes out payroll taxes. Okay. So in order to get that money back so that the state wouldn't keep it, I actually filed my taxes this year. Oh. And by sheer coincidence, several months later, the government was like, oh, yeah, you filed your taxes. Here's a $1,200 check. Sweet. Do, I guess. Well, don't you have to? Uh, I heard that next year, whenever things go back to, quote, normal, they're going to withhold that 1200 from your uh I don't see any evidence returns. of that. Well, I hear people talking about it. That's why I'm asking. I don't know if you heard anything, Ari, about that. No. Uh, most people don't pay in that much. So, I mean, that would be withholding several years' worth of tax refunds. And if they want to really make America angry, that would be the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're going to uh, do that. No. I think this is just free money. And, well, frankly— Free it, is relative. Okay. How is it not? Well, it comes with an inflation cost at the very least. It comes with a boot on your neck. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, what's the boot on my neck from the check? Well, you didn't get a check, did you? It's a bribe, is what it is. What, what, what do you mean, though? Is, who's it bribing and, what, and what's the It's bribing the American people to support the government, to stay at home, okay. to listen to the government. Most of the you know, people who are getting the check aren't going to change who they're going to vote for. 
I don't know, man. Uh, Trump just gave every single American, well, not every single American, but a lot of Americans, $1,200. The Democrats, while they were busy trying to impeach him, gave him every opportunity to step right in and do this. I, I know it's, they did. It's, it's as though they don't understand how the playbook works. Uh, and what I'm suggesting is that probably did change a few people's minds about Donald Trump. Oh yeah, I was on I was on um, Black Twitter, which is just a, you know Twitter where a lot of African American users are. And oh my god, all the pro Trump <laughs> memes, all the people saying a Trump is for daddy. Uh, I mean, a lot of people. I mean, at least from what I saw on Twitter, obviously Twitter doesn't represent the whole country, but there's a lot more goodwill towards Trump than than normal. At least when the checks were first sent out. Yeah, I don't know if it will last, but at the very least, I imagine a lot of people send who- out another check in October. Right. I mean, at what point does this become buying votes? As long as it's not his money, it's not buying votes, right? I guess so. I'm Look, not a fan of it, though. Oh, no, it's well, they, awful. They've already been buying votes for years, for decades now. Right, chicken in every pot. You've heard it before. For just less creative. And now they're talking about $2,000 per month. 855-450-3733. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. Call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Vincent. And Mark. And we've been talking about the coronavirus, but luckily we can finally get away from that because a a circuit court uh, at some level, uh, Vince is pulling it up, has ruled that it's acceptable to shoot police in self-defense. Now, I imagine there are some qualifications to this because I know the story you're talking about. Sounds cop- t- breathtaking. I, yeah, you have I'm to have a lot. Of, you can shoot cops in self-defense as long as you have a lot of money and a lawyer. Well, the cops weren't in uniform. They Better were undercover. <laughs> so I imagine that it's a bit different shooting a cop who is in uniform. Okay. So this is from Amoland.com on 20th, awesome website. On 20th August 2015 in Brevard County, Florida. Brevard. I live there. John DeRossette, 55. I could feel the eye roll. 55, shot and severely wounded a Brevard County Sheriff's deputy. The agent was part of a sting operation who were attempting to arrest DeRossette's niece, Mary Ellis, for prostitution. They had set up a controlled environment at a motel, but Mary Ellis did not show up. And the... Next uh, portion is uh, from FloridaToday.com. Uh, Brevard County agent set a prostitution sting uh, to arrange to meet the guys. And he, so, so they set it up. When she didn't show, the three deputies in plain clothes went to her Covina Street home in Port St. John, where Agent Peter Stead grabbed Ellis from the doorway while John, quote, Casey Smith, and Jason Roberts hid in the darkened yard. During her testimony at the, the immunity hearing, the deputies said it was unusual to go to a suspect's home for a sting operation when a controlled environment had already been established. When she was grabbed, Ellis began screaming from, for help from her uncle, who was in a back room eating at the time, according to court records. 
There was strong evidence. De this Rossett- does not sound anything like police behavior. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a fan of the police, but hey, let's you hide in the shadows here. I'm going to go up and kidnap this girl out of her doorway. This is crazy. <laughs> And um, he, uh, despite knowing that his niece had problems with drugs and prostitution, yeah, his statements immediately after the event and in the hospital were all consistent with a belief that unknown men were attempting to kidnap his niece. That's was, because they were. <laughs> De Rossette was retired. He had a concealed carry permit. He had no criminal record. And he had taken his niece to his home as a favor to his sister. And he's a, uh, let's see, retired auto. Okay, so then they give a whole sob story. Uh, Ellis answered a knock at the door on the front door. As she opened the door, a man reached inside the threshold of a house, grabbed her arm, and, and began pulling Ellis out of a home and onto the covered front porch. Ellis struggled to resist her apparent her apparent abduction and screamed to her uncle that she needed help. At this point, two of her men approached to physically assist the first man in pulling Ellis off a porch of a home and into the front yard. So, uh, John DeRossette was in the back room eating when he heard her screams. It was dark outside the house. The first shot was was when De Rossette fired a warning shot into the air. And I just got to say, most places, even if it's a, you know, even if it's like a clear case of um, legal use of force, some places, if you fire a warning shot, they're going to charge you with like negligent Yeah, use they of really hate warning shots for some reason. Um, now, firing into the air is bad. Aren't you supposed to fire a warning shot into the ground? I would say that's better, but we have, uh, we've had a guy on the, the show here that went out and fired into the ground to try to get people out of his house that were there. Um, I guess his roommate had some kind of party without his uh, knowledge, and that wasn't acceptable. He's trying to get rid of them. They were breaking things, and I don't know. It was a, it was a big mess. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so he went out and fired his gun into the ground, and the police charged him with negligent, you know, discharge, discharge or whatever the, the, the charge was. And I mean, What kind of penalty is that? It wasn't much of one. Probably going to take your... Tr- but basically, you couldn't own a gun anymore. And I, I will say, in the ground, it could like ricochet and hit a rock or something. So there really is no safe safe place to fire a gun. Uh, the men who had accosted his niece, the deputies, then fired at him without identifying themselves. A firefight ensued. What One deputy, <laughs> John Casey Smith, was severely wounded. More than 40 shots were fired. Both John DeRossette and his niece were wounded, but less severely. Uh, the homeowner was charged with three counts of attempted murder of a police officer. Police claimed they told Venice they were police officers as they grabbed her. She called 911 during or immediately after the firefight. Well, hold on just oh, yeah, a second. Yeah, let's time out. <laughs> time out. This is really important. Okay. For those that don't know, I know this is going to come as a little shock to you. I spent eight and a half years in prison. One of the things the convicts would do is train for their crimes in the future. One of the ways they would go about doing that is telling each other, hey, make sure to always identify yourself as the police because it throws the victim off. I would imagine it does. Yeah. And here you have three strange men who you were supposed to meet in a hotel room earlier and you got cold feet for whatever reason. It sounds like she made a good judgment and decided not to do it. They then showed up at her house in plain clothes. Attempted to kidnap her, said, we're the police. Well, they, they claimed that they said they were the police. She, when, During the 911 call, she claimed that she told the dispatcher that she didn't know who the men were. And also the deputies didn't have an arrest warrant. So, we just, so, so yeah, in this case, it is legitimate oh kidnapping. We cannot even like tongue in cheek libertarian, you know, oh, yeah, arrest is legal. Kidna-. In this case, it seems that this was appears to be genuine kidnapping from a certain point of view. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is this, like exactly. 
from most point of views, I would say, I, I think even the hardcore Republicans out there would agree that these cops were kidnapping this girl. Yeah, I don't want right. to get sued for defamation. I'm paranoid. So I'm just going to say from a certain point of view, it yeah. appears because I don't, I don't think the cops were charged. Well, they should have been because oh, they are criminals. They are kidnappers. Well, in this case, they're uh, following the orders, so they can't be charged because it's the system that they're working for. Well, then the person for. who gave the orders should be charged. Yeah. I can't imagine well, that a sergeant said, ordered them to go to this girl's house. With no arrest warrant. In their plain clothes well, at night. Sergeant isn't exactly very high up on the list, so it or... could very well have been. But this does seem ill-conceived. Yes. <laughs> now, and it makes one wonder. Ill-conceived. At, at what point <laughs> does one is does it move from an arrest to kidnapping? Right? Which point, right? Like, or from kidnapping to an arrest? So here we have three strange men hiding in the shadows of a well, house. Well, two were hiding in the shadows. The right. third was attempting to grab, grab her. a woman, drag her out of a house. <laughs> uh, they claim that they. Um, you know, identified themselves as the police. No cams that we have because, well, they weren't in uniform. So, you know, we just have to take their word for it. And then, uh, you know, the homeowner comes out and uh, brandishes and, and fires a warning shot. And as does. he should have. Right. And, I mean, and, if three people come in and try to kidnap me and say we're the police and they're just right. three random looking people. If he plugged these three guys, getting shot. boom, 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 in his front yard. He would have been justified had they not been police, right? He would have been justified if they were police. Well, wait a second. Because they were police. So then they become police, but they're not police in uniform. Does Is he then justified? Yes. And by, the court appears to be saying, yes, they are. Now, now, if they had had a police car with the light gumballs going out in front, but they hadn't had uniforms on, would it be more acceptable or less acceptable to plug them? If they had My had answer? half a uniform but not the full uniform on, would it be acceptable? Do they have to have the full uniform on? Like exactly what point? Because people can b- get a police car. People yeah. can get a uniform. There used there was a place in downtown Bradenton where I used to live that There's sold all this stuff. There's a retired police car right out here outside the studio. <laughs> right, you, know, you can order blue lights from China. You can, you can pull this off and people have. There's a sex shop you could get cop costumes. But uh, I would say that it's no more or less morally acceptable to shoot a cop in uniform. It's just a very bad idea. It's yeah, a horrifically yes. bad oh, idea. Oh, it's a bad idea. I'm but just... morally, it's equivalent. And he was in jail for five years until, because of the, for the, uh, the first, um, see here, uh, the, the lawyer- For protecting his niece from kidnappers. Yes, jail for five years. Uh, at trial, his lawyer presented the defense that he was protected by the Standard Ground Law. The local court found against him, saying that he knew or should have known the people he was shooting at were law enforcement officers. And how? He- he should he should have known. They just, they just said it. Oh, this was a local court. Yeah. So he appealed. Yuck, he, yuck, yuck. He, he appealed to the federal Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in 2019. And he's out of prison now. Right? Uh, it appears so. They, they, uh, the appeals court found a local court had incorrectly made the determination. Dilrosset should have known that the men attacking his niece and him were police officers. I. I so for I, once, a federal court actually <laughs> makes sense. You know? What do you think? Is it okay to shoot cops who aren't in uniform and who show up randomly to kidnap one of your family members without doing anything but saying, without a warrant and without saying only, you know, they're cops? 
This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Vincent. And Mark. Mark, tell us about Intercoin. Intercoin's team spent the last decade helping communities release apps to unite their members and coordinate social activity. Now communities can release currencies to coordinate economic activity, too. They represent a soft but voluntary power, encouraging people to spend the currency on local goods and services that accept it, or to support the community with small fees when cashing out unused coins. Towns already do this to battle globalism, and festivals can create an extended online community that transacts in their currency year-round. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the Internet and here in the real world. We think that it's important here on Free Talk Live, so important so that we uh, accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Inc. for advertising. If you think freedom is important too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. That's intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. Intercoin.org. Excellent. Thank you. Let's go to the phones. we got Greg calling from New York. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Um, I wanted to share some news, which I found very interesting today. Um, Senator McConnell, did you hear this? He said that he would... Cocaine rather, Mitch? Uh, Turtle hey, Mitch. Mr. Mitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, is hey, Mitch uh, the turtle-looking one? Yes. It, yes. That's, that, that's what he has been compared to. <laughs> well, he looks oh, like yes, a turtle. He's got truthful Tourette's. He, uh, he basically says what, the, what he thinks. And right now he thinks that states affected by the coronavirus should declare bankruptcy and the federal government shouldn't bail out those states, which I found to be a very interesting... Should or shouldn't? Says, should not. Okay. Should not. So they would so, just declare yeah. bankruptcy and the feds wouldn't do anything about it. What would be the point nothing. of declaring bankruptcy if the feds could do nothing about it? Well, it would be like Detroit uh, declaring, the city of Detroit declaring bankruptcy and then the pensioners uh, are, you know, might get reduced uh, pensions. But I see. Ultimately, that bankruptcy turned out okay. But some bankruptcies could turn out pretty badly uh, and then the pensioners would be screwed and city services could be slashed. And the city's assets could be owned by foreign interests, basically. Just be spitballing here, but if you're trying to get hands into the American people to stimulate the economy, um, there's a few groups that I would head towards right off the bat. I mean, first, it would be the poor, as fast as I could get money into the hands of the poor, because, frankly, they're going to spend it. You know, like they're, they're, the poor aren't going to take their – aren't going to do as Forbes magazine just points out today. Uh, people are taking their Bitcoin – their stimulus money and buying Bitcoin. The poor aren't going to buy their buy Bitcoin with their, their uh, uh, stimulus check unless they intend to frequent a hooker. Um, a lot of people did not. Like prior to last week, I had people messaging me, hey, make sure you have this available because I'm going to spend my stimulus check on it. Not one of them actually did. Yeah. Well, it's only twelve hundred dollars. You know, I mean, <laughs> what what is that though? Like point two bitcoins, something along those lines, right now. I mean, that's not inconsequential. Okay, and it puts them halfway to owning more bitcoin than ninety nine percent of the world's population will ever be able to own. There you go. You know, I wasn't I wasn't going to bring this up, but it's just really like very relevant uh, that what you're saying. 
if you want to deliver money to everyone's uh, wallet at the same time, you that's like an airdrop. You know, cryptocurrency excels at that. You can and, use HandCash, uh, which is a cash app-like app uh, developed for Bitcoin SV. You can just enter their names yeah. and send everyone $1 worth of BSV. I bet you could do that with Intercoin, too. It's a feature. That's right. I was just going to bring up that Intercoin, one of the features is that every community, in my opinion, these states, these cities, they should have their own currency. And if they need to help their citizens, not just the federal government can print money, but I think they should be able to print some money and run their own monetary policy and just give everybody, you know, some money. Like you said, the poor, because is, the, the way the federal government did it with the IRS, I mean, I didn't get my check yet and I don't expect to get it. The I understand year. the reasoning there, but the issue is a lot of our goods come from China and other states. They're not locally produced, right? So you're going to have this community with right. a community specific currency that China well, may or may not want. On Intercoin, the atomic swaps are sort of built right in. I mean, there's no right. there's no creating a uh, you know an app for that. The app already exists from the time you start, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like if you're going to Paris, let's say you're a tourist, this whole thing is over, you're going to Paris, right? Yep. And I'm from New York. So I take my New York coin and I pay a restaurant in Paris and the whole thing happens seamlessly. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to uh, look for exchange rates. I simply go ahead and pay and the thing gets swapped atomically. You know, uh, New York gets swapped for Intercoin and Intercoin gets swapped for Paris coin. And now I've got I mean, that's Paris a cool coin. feature, but why can't you just use Bitcoin Cash in New York and then Bitcoin Cash in Paris? Well, the main reason is because um, Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum run on a like a global blockchain. So they can't handle payments. If everyone paid at the same time, they can only have 10 people at a time pay. Now with Bitcoin Cash, there's a bigger block size. Well, the network and would probably scale up to some that. extent. I mean, if well, that's, if adoption hit those kinds of levels where everybody was going to be making transactions. It's conjecture. Another aspect is, is the government hates Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin and Dash and these sorts of things because they don't control the, uh, uh, the creation of it. Yeah. Well, if you can create a currency that they can then have some kind – well, they do get to create their uh, the community. And then you can you know separate out the community. So there's New York coin, right? And then there's the forget about a coin, right? And then there's uh, pizza coin, right? Or whatever, all within the New York community. They can all have their own uh, currencies and they can you know move in like, like, like a fish through water um, through these currencies. Your, your transactions move. This gives a – a sort of great deal of scalability and flexibility and um, ease of use that isn't sort of there in uh, other cryptocurrencies. Like libertarians love Bitcoin Cash. I get it. But I understand that every other community out there, they like the idea of inflation. They want that built into their coin. And there's well, no reason they shouldn't have it. Because Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash and all other cryptocurrencies are inherently inflationary. Inflationary. The right. only thing is that, Chicago you know, and inflationary, but not. Um, no, they're inherently you, new Bitcoin is being created constantly every single block. Right. That's money created out of thin air rate. Sure. But they can well, always change that rate. Yeah. Well, there's a limit. There's I a, mean, there, there was a debt ceiling for the United States government, too. I don't believe for a second that when Bitcoin reaches its limit, they're going to actually uphold BTC it. No, they're going to hard couldn't fork agree it. that it was time to uh, change the block size. They're certainly not going to go from 21 million on up. Oh, once it becomes uh, a possibility that the miners are going to stop receiving block rewards. Oh, yeah. Because the miners, the miners are the miners ones wanted who bigger blo- voted on bigger blocks and they still didn't said no. Well, the miners are the only ones with voting power. 
To me, I mean, I'm a technologist, and to me, uh, just having that whole thing where you have a giant ledger, and every node has to store every transaction ever made, and for the next block, one computer in the world has to process all transactions, and you don't even know which computer that will be in advance, so you have to send every transaction to every computer. And, and so, to me... Greg, I hate to cut you off. Uh, thank you so much for the call. Yeah, that's intercoin.org. Intercoin.org. This is Free Talk Live. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in to talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Vincent. And Mark. And Andrew Cuomo has decided to slam protesters, telling them that, you know, if they want to get back to work, then maybe they should just get a job as an essential worker. (laughs) Well, why not? Coming to us from the Daily Beast, uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said Wednesday that while local officials may feel political pressure to shelter to lift shelter in place restrictions amid the coronavirus pandemic, he refuses to open up his virus stricken state until steps are in place to avoid a second wave of the disease. And that presumably would mean mandatory masks, mandatory social distancing Drastically reduced capacities in restaurants. Probably the same for bars. I can't imagine what all it will entail, but it's not going to be good. Well, I hear Versaven bars for last, so the last thing it's going to be open is going to be bars, probably even after uh, movie theaters. It's basically a um, a sin tax, right? I mean, you know, like a... I, I wouldn't want to be the mayor of the town that had the resurgence of the coronavirus because something happened in a bar like it did in Italy. You're not incorrect, but I also think it's very unwise of them to keep bars closed. Those are critical aspects of anyone's social life who wants to have a social life. I think that they made their mistake early on, and they made it for for sort of understandable reasons by doing it in the first place. Now that the muscle has been flexed, um, the, the the customers, right? Like the citizens of a town uh, being, if we, if we look at them as the customers, many of them are going to say, hey, why are you doing this to us? Why are you keeping these things open? And then like you, you're really dealing as a uh, chief executive at this point, you're really sort of juggling uh, ch- running chainsaws right now. Well, I mean, the people who were concerned about getting sick from the bars could just not go. That's a really great idea, and I agree with you. That's what they should do. 
Yeah, well, if I can't have fun, no one else can. <laughs> well, the concern is is that there will be, um, obviously, the, the virus will still spread, right? Like, you know, one of the reasons that you want to treat the homeless right now is because they're going to be the ones where this is spreading. They're not paying attention to stay-at-home orders. They don't have one. You know, they're not, uh, you know, not getting their hooch or their heroin or their meth or whatever they're doing um you know the, the maybe not even homeless but the bums of the world the uh, the drug addicts the whatever the that that bottom quintile that's skulking about in the the netherworld you know they're still doing the thing yeah and it's uh, in california just i think like a few blocks away from one of the high profile arrests where they arrested someone for for like surfing i forget exactly what it was but anyway someone was arrested for doing a recreational activity uh, alone essentially and violating the stay-at-home order and just like a few blocks away there was a massive homeless camp that the police were in you know, not, not that they should have been harassing them <laughs> but so it's okay you know if you want to live in a shanty town it's you know around tents and living in your, in your own ways the cops are going to leave you alone you want to go and surf on an empty beach or take a walk through an empty park you have to pay thousands of dollars you get the book thrown at you you're thrown in jail <laughs> sick I get the pressure, but we can't make a bad decision. Frankly, this is no time to act stupidly, period. I don't know how else to say it, Cuomo said at a press conference, adding that the decision to reopen New York's economy should be based on, quote, facts and not political pressure. Cuomo has nipple piercings. Fact. Or suspicion, but I'd say it's true because I I saw the shirt. certainly appeared to be true. Yeah, that's really weird. (laughs) Why is it weird? We have a chief executive. I mean, like uh, that th- that has nipple piercings. I mean, have we've moved this far? Like society. <laughs> I don't find that weird. While I was well, locked yeah. up in my house, society really jumped forward. When you his, uh, his his dad was also governor, so this guy grew up with a political elite. So I have I have no doubt that he grew up with eyes wide shut sort of stuff happening. You know, going to Bohemian Grove uh, or whatever. So he might be a victim of all of this, but he's you know like like with many victims of abuse, they get. They get like brought back into the system and help prop it up. So I mean, I, that yeah, is I, a hell of a leap off someone having nipple piercings. <laughs> well, but that's if you know about the elite and study as I do, especially New York too, right? Uh, I think he's some sort of a cult, you know, like uh, sadomasochistic sort of practices. I, I I don't doubt. It. I'm not saying I have any evidence for it, right? We don't even have evidence. I mean, there's some evidence he might have a nipple piercing. I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying there's evidence that suggests it. No, no, that's true. It seems to be true. It, okay, uh, so, and I, okay. I, I love that I brought this up, by the way. But I, mean, I don't know what he's talking about, but, but it's I, great. I, I don't either. <laughs> I think, I mean, you he know. lost me going from nipple piercings <laughs> to say to massacre. Okay, it's like, you know, you know a bull, right? Like a bull or animals, they have like that thing in their nose, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And yeah. Some, uh, some societies, people would get pierced to show that they're owned, right? So in yeah. whatever... Yeah, so I, I think that very well could be something that... Uh, that's why he has that piercing. That it's like some, yeah. That that it's so um, nipple piercings suggest he is sadomasochistic, sadomasochistically owned by someone. Yeah, if he's a politician. Yeah. Why do people <laughs> get nipple piercings? I, I don't think. Bro, put that in incognito. I I'm don't not think afraid that's of anything. True. <laughs> well, I don't think it's true. He has a nipple piercing. Then fine, I could be difficult too. Hmm. <laughs> i've got a picture cuomo's warning came as protesters gathered at new york state capitol to demonstrate against the stay-at-home order in place yeah except we do have a picture of him and you admitted to not having evidence of the stuff you were saying well no i said i said it's it's what i suspect you don't have a picture of him you know, do you have a picture of his bare shirt and his bare nipple with a piece of metal in it or do you just have a picture of like a ruffle in his uh in his shirt hey i'll show you a picture 
I, I mean, didn't as believe someone it with pierced nipples, I know what they look like through a shirt. Okay. All right. That's uh, not something I want to find out, but okay. Good for you. Well, I used to do a topless show, and they were clearly pierced in that. But his nipples are definitely pierced, unless it was photoshopped. His right, nipples do, are pierced. Do, do you have a degree in pierceology or of? Um, Take a look, pal. No, but who do you think did the piercings? Who do you think pierced my eyebrow? Well, who do you think did my tattoos? That's not where his nipple is. Do you, do you know how gravity works? Yeah, that's where his nipple is. Okay, that first picture didn't work out. All right, all right, all right. I'll just keep going, showing you pictures of... Great radio here, Mark. No, but <laughs> Cuomo has pierced nipples. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Sort of weird ones, too. I feel like we can safely say that his nipples are indeed pierced. Well, you don't think like someone like an intern or something would have said, yo, Governor Cuomo, Governor, you, you got to get back here. We'll cover, put, a, put a jacket on. I don't think he cares. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, I don't want to see that. I don't know oh, what the problem gross. is. What 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 is the issue with? Miss Carr, I don't want to look at that. I don't want to look at a picture of someone's beard. Yeah, I think that it's bizarre um, that a chief executive would be, this would be acceptable behavior. Well, it's he's. They're not special. They're just ordinary people, and lots of ordinary people have pierced nipples. Um, I don't think that they're purported as ordinary people. They think they're not, but I mean, they are just ordinary people. So I don't find it odd at all. I don't think that people will vote for somebody if they're purported as an ordinary person who's made ordinary person decisions. I don't know whether or not they will. I guess we'll find out. He added that while residents may be feeling cabin fever, reopening the state prematurely and without the coordination of neighboring states would set back any progress the Empire State has seen in flattening the curve. Addressing the protesters outside the Capitol, Cuomo said the illness is death. What's worse than that? As though there isn't a state like, what, 250, 300 miles away with a motto of live free or die because death is not the worst well, I mean, it, let's not talk about the uh, COVID-19 virus as though it is an automatic killer either. From what we've been able to see here, um, the evidence rests that it is either somewhat less or somewhat more than the flu as far as um, its death toll. Now, certainly that may have other effects that just make life m- a misery afterwards. I don't know. But, I, you know, I mean, the idea that you conflate a death toll of 0.1 to 0.5 as death shows i mean if i had cancer that had a 99.9 percent survivability rate i probably wouldn't change my lifestyle at all well this is the same state that banned guns because they decided that all guns equal death right so it's no surprising states don't do things politicians do politicians are people politicians also pierce their nipples apparently 855-450-373 This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Vincent. And Mark. I want to say thank you to Jay Lawrence, who is tonight's amplifier. Thanks, Jay. That means he's a member of the AMP program that you can find at amp.freetalklive.com. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. 
Money that you contribute to the program is used strictly to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. So if you like the show, if you like what we're doing, and you want to help us get on more radio stations, that's the best way to do it. Again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. Jay Lawrence, uh, we thank you. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope that you continue amplifying it in the future. Well, let's go to the phones. We've got Mike calling from Gold Bar, Washington. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Aria. Thank you. Um, Vincent, I'm going to give you some homework while I talk about nipple piercing. Um, will you look up Jim Morrison's father, um, and then I'll come right back to you. But well, well, yeah, he was he, he was in naval, uh, not naval intelligence. Um, yeah, he was in charge my, um, of the Gulf of so Tonkin or something. So when I'm my nipple piercing story, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to you. This so, is Jim Morrison um, of the Doors? J- yeah, yeah. I got to go to jail twice for mowing my lawn on a protection order, and it was kind of fun because uh, it was in Washington State. In my experience with nipple piercing, and is this guy you were talking about from New York? What, Andrew yes. Cuomo? Yes, New York. Okay, so one night I went there, and you get undressed, and they, and they, you know, they, they, the officer had me turn around, make sure, you know, just, just a simple rotation. But the next night I had this creepy old officer um, with a New York City NYC tattooed on his forearm, and it reminds me of in the movies. Didn't don't have the uh, creepy. Uh, cops, isn't that what they do in those underground clubs in New York? So they probably all love him, which is why he's probably in the position he's in, because I think they have those clubs where they wear gag balls. and I know nothing so of that, this. That almost, they they have Studio that everywhere. There is no link whatsoever between having pierced nipples and sadomasochism. But for politicians. No, 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 I'm just saying, but he's part. He's probably just part of that culture. That's like saying people who culture. have tattoos must be part of that culture. Studio 54, it's nonsense. that's what I was thinking of. Right. Anyway, anyway, so Jim Morrison's dad, go ahead, Benson. Sorry, I just, uh, go ahead. Could you tell me a little bit about that? The reason I'm asking is a guy from Hollywood that lives in my hometown where KBKW comes from, um, he worked in Hollywood his whole life, and he recommended watching a video before it gets banned um, called Out of the Shadows. And I, anyway, he mentioned Jim Morrison's dad this morning, that, and I was wondering if you could uh, – enlighten me on that real quick well I'm, I'm sure google would do a better job of enlightening you on that but from my, my understanding of jim morrison's father and jim morrison died under somewhat uh, mis- circumstance i don't think an autopsy was ever done on him but his father was in the navy and i think he was had something to do with the gulf of tonkin incident but yeah i think his father had something to do with naval intelligence george stephen morrison that was his name Okay, and I can't see well enough to Google, so that's why I'm asking you. Oh, jeez, now I feel bad. Yeah, there you go. I should have just looked it up. Well, Mike, thanks for the call anyway. um, I'm surprised by that based on everything I know about Jim Morrison and The Doors. It's not terribly unusual, but it is surprising that he would go that direction coming from a military family. Because he was hardcore into psychedelics and spiritual experiences right you don't typically find that in military families eh, kids kids turn the path turn the path from their uh parents all the time sure sure i mean you know so getting back to this article addressing protesters outside the capitol he goes on to say that you know this is cuomo yes if you're desperate to work amid the virus you should go get a job as an essential worker isn't like everybody essential at this point i mean it's in in New Hampshire, just about everything except bars and restaurants were I mean, essential. I guess one of the things that I've thought of is, is if you're a server and, you know, just 
Having been a server, I got to say that the money I was making was useful every single day that I made it, right? I was used to making my money every single day, and that was nice to have my money every single day. And I rarely ran out because I had money every single day. As a server, you're probably not uh, saving a whole bunch of money, just guessing. Maybe food delivery is a way to... I'm, I'm tipping a lot more. I hate tips. I just hate the whole concept of them. But right now, I realize people I remember are taking... the Keen chat. What's that? I remember the Keen chat. Keen chat? Yes. The lengthy, lengthy discussion about tips that was had there one day. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I, I will certainly you give my opinion. You clearly don't remember. Uh, I will give my opinion on, on <laughs> tips whenever uh, you know the opportunity So arises. no tips, no handshakes. I, I prefer... No, it's not that I do not tip. It's that I hate tips. Right. And But I live in a world where tipping, especially to servers, is necessary. And now with the sort of corona thing where everybody feels like they're providing an extra special service by being open, I'm like, all right, well, if you feel like you're taking a risk for being here, I'll give you a dollar. And, you know, a dollar? Well, it's at the burger place where they didn't get it. Okay. Look, there's okay. nobody serving well, food, Aria! You didn't specify that you were going to McDonald's or whatever and giving a dollar tip. Well, they don't have tips at, at uh mcdonald's I, I would still argue it's probably more of a middle finger to tip someone a dollar than to just not tip them what okay, are you yes stefan molyneux it's a it's a nine dollar burger and you give somebody a tip that didn't even bring it to your table that's getting a full paycheck i mean servers get two dollars and 15 cents an hour that's why they get tips so if someone tipped you a dollar would you refuse it or if someone tipped you uh, an amount that you didn't you thought was insulting? Would you still accept it, or would you say something to uh, the customer? Well, I'm not a bad customer service person. I'm a very good salesman. Okay, so I would not say anything to the customer, but I would throw it into the jar or whatever because it wasn't worth my time to accept personally. So, and that's what I do when somebody has like seventy nine cents, and they're like, "Keep the change." Okay, well, I'm throwing it here in this. What's the jar? Useless. Is it a tip jar? No, or- it's just. Where, it's like it's donation where, to take a penny, leave uh, a penny, the march of dimes, sort or of something. like that. Okay, take, take a penny. So, um, see, this is part of it, right? Is is that uh, why I hate tips? Is here you are, like um, you should be tipping more than a dollar on a nine dollar hamburger when everybody behind the counter is getting paid well more than any server would. And this is the 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 really weird world where I don't understand what to give people. I'm not saying you should. Tip I can more tell you this a as a server. When I was a server, the cooks hated us because we got tips and they didn't. Yeah. So the more money I give a server, the more reason the cooks in the back have to hate them, right? (laughs) Are you saying the cooks do less work than the servers do? Why should the servers get $20 an hour and the cooks get eight? Well, in a a good restaurant environment, uh, the waitresses, the servers, would tip out the cooks. What? Just like bartenders tip out barbacks. Never in my life have I heard about tipping out cooks. Not to say it doesn't happen. Well, it's just like bartenders tipping out barbacks. Servers tip out uh, busboys, but not cooks. Not where I've ever worked. Not that I've ever heard of. Well, I've never been a server or a cook. So, What do you tip? A minimum of $10. For what? Well, for any delivery. Uh, If I go to a restaurant, I like... So if you get a $10... A uh, mugu guy pan from the Chinese restaurant delivered to your house. Ten bucks, flat tip. Yep. Yeah. That's the starting point. 
Okay, so if, and if it's a restaurant I like, my tip is one hundred percent. If I go to Lab and I spend fifty bucks, they're getting a fifty dollar tip every single time. Do you think that's going to get you in heaven? No. <laughs> I mean, but you, know what it, but you know what? It, but you know what? It will get me. What? It will get me skipped straight to the front of the line. You're, you're every right time about I that. There. I would get. I would have your gullible butt right the front of the line every single time. <laughs> you, you want me to scrape the head they, off your beer and put another? Put some more beer in there. Whatever it takes. They have created new lines for me. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure they have. It's great. It's one of my favorite establishments. And it's essentially because I've bought them off. I don't see an issue with that's that. That's what you've done. Yeah. Um, oh, just so long as that's- Free market, what, man. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying you're, you're, um, you're, you're the kid that's throwing off the curve for the whole class, right? Expect us to hate you. I, no. I've been expecting people to hate me my entire no, life. I was for told, me, it's the opposite. I, I'm not going to feel as bad if I tip under 10% because I know people like Ari are going taking to care overcompensate. Of so thank you, Ari. I appreciate sure. that. I was told 15% pre-tax total is what is considered a good tip. It is. That's what I considered a good tip while I was working. It is. Um, that I had been stiffed one time the entire time I was working as a server, and I still remember that person, still remember the order. So I don't stiff people. But man, oh man, I by by no means am I going to be giving a hundred percent on a t- on a total. And, I I, I, and I don't blame you. I stiffed once, and I remembered a person. So a year later, when I went back to Montreal, I gave a hundred percent tip, and she, she she didn't remember me, but I felt good about it afterwards. I'm not saying most people should tip one hundred percent. I'm just saying you know we're discussing tipping, and that's that's how I do it. Outlandish. This has been Free Talk Live. If you enjoyed the show, head on over to amp.freetalklive.com to take a take part in some of the cool features there, like the Amp Only Discord server, the Amp Only Facebook group. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com.